Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Hey, Mina-san, this is Sori-chan with Manga Sensei. So, this week, John Sensei's a little out of commission, taking a little bit of a break, so I am filling in, trying to help out here. Uh, you might have heard of me from different places, like I had an interview on the show, I've been kind of behind the scenes with all a lot of the other stuff that Johnny might have mentioned, um, but yeah, so coming in today talking about what I want to talk about with Japanese and how it is in my life. So what I kind of do behind the scenes is go over kind of the 30-day challenge stuff, uh, help out with that, help out with the manga storyline, coordinate those efforts, and just trying to bring just good content to you guys to help you learn. So one of the things I kind of wanted to talk about today, and one of the things that I'm passionate about with language learning, is the importance of having a fire going in your heart to learn the language, having some motivation, right? Because if you don't love the language, if you don't have the motivation to learn, it's a lot harder to memorize these things. I found at least in my life, like when I don't really care what I'm learning about, it makes it pretty hard. So I'm going to talk about the ways in which I've kind of made language learning fun for myself. Um, And I think one of the best things you can do is find somebody to talk with. If you can find someone to talk with, have conversation with in Japanese, even if you're doing the most basic kind of stuff, I think it really helps. Having a dictionary or something going along when you do that is really good. Um, Another way that you can kind of help learn the Japanese without having a speaking partner, because those are hard, sometimes hard to find, is... Taking a dictionary while you're listening to Japanese TV, listen to music, just kind of like working out all of those things that you have um, coming at you. And while that's pretty hard, I have a few things of advice to kind of help you dissect the Japanese sentences. So if you are watching TV, listening to podcasts, listening to other Japanese things, it's kind of hard to tell when people are saying verbs, nouns, um, particles, anything else, right? So I think one of the easiest ways for me to figure out how to uh, dissect the language is looking first for the verb and kind of looking at the tense of the verb. Because if you can start there and work your way backwards and kind of pause it, go over it again, pause it, go over it again, um, and just work through the sentence that way, I think you can really see how things are going along and stuff. So start with the verb, which will be at the very end of the sentence, and then move your way backward, looking up every word, particle, the meaning, and figure it out that way. Um, That can work with a lot of things. Another way that can really help and is kind of, might be even better because you don't need to pause and rewind, pause and rewind every time, is going through and reading manga. 
So if you're able to read manga, like stuff that we are trying to create for you guys and put together and stuff, um, you can look and see how the senses are being formed with the particles, with the structure of the senses. And while we do provide a ton of stuff, like the 30-day challenge and all this podcast and stuff, while we do provide this, um, you'll still need to help try to figure it out, look at the structure by yourself and practice those senses. So when you're reading over the manga, try looking at see how they're being formed, where the verbs are, where the particles are, why things are working the way they are. And we've tried to do that the best we can to help you break those up. But I think those are good ways to keep the motivation going while you're speaking the language, while you're learning the language and having fun time doing it. Um, Another thing that is really important with language learning, and I think is also one of the most fun parts, is getting acquainted with the culture that you're learning language about, whether it's Spanish, Italian, French, whatever. I think one of the most important parts of the language is being able to understand the culture and understand how people are thinking in that way. One of the biggest challenges I think a lot of language learners go through is not only understanding why things are happening, but kind of internalizing them and forming your language around them. The reason this is important is because when you're trying to learn something like Japanese, you have things like hierarchy and politeness that, at least for like Americans, we don't really have that kind of hierarchy and we don't internalize as much. While we do see, say things like sir and ma'am, Mr. and Mrs., and maybe leave out vulgar words when we're talking to people who we want to show respect to, such as professors or people who we don't know, it's not on the same level in Japan. So let's say, for instance, you're working in Japan and you're trying to speak to your boss. You won't, you're not going to talk to your boss like you would to another coworker. You're going to use a completely different vocabulary, and that's not going to break in form until you either rise to their rank or something else happens where you guys are on more level terms. Generally, you're going to try and pretty up your language by you, either using like kego or using uh, des and mos forms, um, and you'll do stuff like that in order to convey your respect to the other person, where the other person will not necessarily use that with you because you aren't on the same level. Um, and while that, while in the case of like America, Australia, maybe other places where you speak English, you try and become friends. And maybe once you're close and have that more intimate relationship, you use uh, friendlier words. It's just not the case in Japan. You won't ever speak to your boss like you would just one of your friends. And so that continues. Another thing with the culture that really helps to learn and that I think was an interesting thing for me to learn um, was in-groups and out-groups and the specialized words that you use for those two. Um, in-groups and out-groups are kind of like when you're speaking to somebody, you have to see these things in terms of your relationship to them. I'm sure if you've learned agaru or kudaru, those kind of words, which is like to give, there's the same word, but it's kind of a directional, a vector kind of thing that's going on. So if I'm talking with somebody in my class and I'm mentioning that my teacher gave me something, um, I'm not going to use ageru because if I use ageru, that's coming more from my frame of reference. Whereas if you're talking about the teacher, they're going to be—they're not necessarily going to be in your in-group. And so if I say they were going to give me a, a book or something, I would say hono koreta. They gave me a book, rather than hono ageta, which would be incorrect. So with those kind of things and learning the in-groups and out-groups, it's kind of weird to think about those and to use specific terms, but even things like mother and father as your own mom and dad and someone else's mom and dad use different terms. Like 
if it's your person, your own mother or father, you can say chichi or haha. But if you're talking about someone else's parents, it's not okay to say like anata no chichi or anata no haha. Those kind of things just won't work. What you say is okasan for mother and otosan for father. See, and when you use those kind of words and when you look at things from the in-groups and out-groups, your own and someone else's, your words are going to change. And we don't have that kind of same stuff in English. So that's one of the cool things that you can do to learn the culture, to learn the bit language better. Um, another thing that kind of was interesting for me to learn about the culture is filler words. In English, we do have some filler words like um, well, ah, that kind of stuff. We don't use them as much as the Japanese do. And when you're talking in conversation and you're using like a bunch of ums and ahs and that kind of stuff before you speak, it kind of doesn't sound intellectual. It doesn't sound as smart. But in Japan, they kind of expect you to have those filler words. Saying a lot of ano and etto. Those uh, things such as like, eesoreshika. Those aizuchi is what we call them. Um, so those are really important, especially with conversational Japanese. Like if somebody's talking to you and they are telling a story, they're going to wait to hear you say some of those filler words to make sure that you're listening. It kind of indicates that you're listening, you're paying attention, and you're reacting with them. Like if someone's talking to me and they're telling a story about, oh, they've gone to a crash or something, like, oh, yeah, so I was going and my car was stalling and something, and I'd probably respond like, eh, so does God, eh, honto, that kind of stuff. And then they'd continue the story. Um, so those filler words are also really good things to pick up on, to learn, and to use that are culturally different than in English. All right, so I've gone over a bunch of stuff today, and we're running out of time. So I'd like to just emphasize the stuff that we've gone over, that it's really important to keep the fire going for language learning, to keep that motivation high, and to learn the culture behind the language so you can communicate more effectively and more appropriately. So that's all we have for today's show. And the last thing I'd like to say is 10,000 mistakes to tell you're fluent. So just keep making mistakes, keep trying, and do your best, and someday you will get the fluency down. All right, this has been Sori-chan with Manga Sensei, and you guys have a good night, evening, day, or whatever. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.